Well, it's so good to see each of you today. I hope you're having a great week. Uh, did you see that rain that happened between church and Sunday school? And, and uh, you better look quick. That might be it. But, uh, uh, but at least we got some. Praise the Lord for that. If you have your Bibles, turn with me this morning to Luke's Gospel, chapter 9. And I'd like for us to look at verses 23 and 24 of Luke's Gospel, chapter 9. Very familiar verses. But look with those with me in Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. Then he said to them all, If anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will save it. Very, a very familiar passage of Scripture, one that we have read many times, one that you have studied probably many times. This morning, I want us to think about the importance of winning over ourself. I don't know if you consider this, but in many ways, we are what I call me monsters. If, if we go unchecked, if, if we don't let something guide us, then it turns to me, 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 me. Now you think, well, preacher, I'm, I'm not that bad. I'm a little me. <laughs> we might be bigger than we think. So look at this passage of Scripture. Jesus is telling his disciples of the importance of following him. He says, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny self, deny himself, take up the cross daily, and follow me. I want us to think about our lives. We are going to follow a path in our life. Our default, our default many times is self Because of the way we were raised and how sin entered this world, our default will always go back to sin or self. And so in life, we have to make a decision. And this is what Jesus was sharing with his disciples. He said, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself. Take up the cross daily and follow me. Must deny self. I would believe, and I do believe, that that is one of the hardest things to do in life. Is to deny self. Because, again, of our instincts, of our what we want sometimes, if we're not careful, we're looking just at pleasing ourselves. And so as we think about this, I want us to see that one of the first things as we consider this verse is that we need to make a definite, definite decision. Now, I shared in the first service, Kathy could probably do a better job telling it, but when it comes to decision-making in some areas, it's not my best. She could tell you a story. When we were in Bovalusa, I was considering buying a car. And as I looked at this car, I would go one day and I would look, And I'd come back home, and Kathy said, you didn't buy the car? Well, no, I'm still thinking about it. Well, this went on for a period of time. Now, we have different opinions of how long this was. 
But she finally told me, she said, Frank, you either go buy the car or I don't want to hear about it again. So that day I went and bought the car. I share that because sometimes, you know, we cannot make a decision. And, and one of the definite decisions we need to make in life is that we need to follow God. Now, everybody in here would say, well, pretty sure we need to follow God. But many times what we're doing, we've got God in this hand, and we don't want to look at this hand, but this hand's got Satan in it. And we're trying to do both. And we find out very quickly you can't do both, even though we try. Even though we try every day, even though we try, you can't have God in one hand and Satan in the other. Or call it evil, call it sin. You can't do it. We try. But in that, it shows us that we have not made a definite decision. We need to hold on to God, but at the same time, we want to hold on to the pleasures of this world. In our world today, the pleasures are saying, look, follow me. Satan makes things very appealing, doesn't he? He makes them look so real. Like you will have no problems whatsoever if you follow Satan. He will make it appealing. He will make it desirable. He will make it like this is the easiest decision in your life. But as soon as you make that decision, it will come down upon you like, like, a, like, a, like a ton of bricks falling upon you. And you will realize very quickly you have made the wrong decision. But sometimes it's hard. You keep thinking, well, I really don't want to give this up. And maybe if I work a little harder, I can make it worthwhile. You'll never, never make it worthwhile following Satan. You see, we need to hold on to God. We need to see that he is the one that we need to choose. As you read in the Old Testament, and you think of when Moses took the children of Israel out of, out of Egypt. Remember that? And as he did that, I, 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 many times I thought about Moses and what he had to deal with. Can you imagine all the different tribes coming to him? Moses, Moses, Moses. I'm sure he wanted to change his name just like moms do. And finally, when Moses, Moses' time had ended, and now Joshua was taking over as the next leader, remember what Joshua said? He says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, many of you have that plaque in your house, and you're making a statement that says, for, for us, we're going to serve the Lord. You see, that's the type of decision that we need to make, not just in a sign, but a decision that, that says, I am choosing the path and the direction of God through Jesus Christ. That's the path. Now, I'll tell you, that path of Jesus Christ is not always easy, but it's right. It is right. At times, it's narrow, but it's correct. I want us to see that, that we need to make a choice. And I know today we just say, well, you know, I know I need to make a choice, but, but why can't I have both? You know, in life there are some things you can't have both. We need to be firm in our decision for Christ. Do you believe that? I do. We need to be firm. We need to make a decision. We need to leave no bridge unburned. In other words, for the possibility of turning back. There was a friend of mine 
who had an experience with the Lord that just changed his life. And he had some other jobs before then, and I asked him, I said, are you going to keep those jobs as a possibility? He said, no. He said, it's all or nothing. Because if I keep that possibility of going back, then it will always be there, and I'm afraid I will turn back to the way I was and burning all my bridges and only moving forward. You know, that sounds drastic, but oh, how true that is, isn't it? Of burning away all those others so we don't go back to something we know we do not need and looking forward to what God wants us. Burning those bridges so that we will not turn back. But as you look at that passage of Scripture, it also says, as Jesus said, he must deny himself. Now, we don't like this, but let's, let's accept it. Many of us, including myself in some things, we are self-indulgent. Friday night, we had a dessert auction here at the church. It was a good time, had by all. We raised almost $2,000 for missions in that. It was a great time. But, you know, some of those desserts were a little... That peanut butter cup one that came in, it was falling apart. But, I mean, you just saw peanut butter cup and chocolate and, whew, still warm. They had one lady, she made bayou bars. There was a lot of self-indulgence going on. Now, we've all been there. We've all been there. But, you know, we need to see that there needs to be in our lives. And this is hard. Now, I, I admit that this is hard because I believe this is something every one of us in this room battles. And that is denying self. A lot of times we, we look at things, you know, and, and we think, well, I've got to have that. I, I, I've got to have that. Do you know that most TV commercials is working on the principle for you to fulfill self? In other words, they're applying to your selfish desires to, oh, I've got to have that. I've got to have that. Where you really don't have to have it, but it makes it what? They make it so appealing. Well, you know, they've got it and they've got it. I need to have it. And we're in that society today and we've all been there. But, you know, self-denial. You know, self-denial can be a good thing. And as we think about that, wouldn't you agree with me that we need to set rules and limits for ourselves? Now, you know, when I was bidding on those bayou bars, I wasn't thinking of my sugar levels. I probably need to. But, you know, at the same time in life, we need to set limits for ourselves, don't we? Satan has a territory. Did you know that? Satan has a territory. And, and that territory is down here on earth. And you think, well, Satan's not coming into my house. Isn't it amazing how he gets in there? How he gets in churches, how he gets in people's lives. You know, we, we hear that if you get a burglar alarm system, you put up a sign that says we got a burglar alarm system, and then they won't come in. The burglars, I mean. Does that work? If the sign was going to stop them, why get the system? Put just put the sign out there. 
Satan has a territory. We've got to put rules. We've got to put limits. We've got to say, okay, this is it. I read a story once, and I remember, and it has just stuck in my mind. It's been several years ago. This, this airline pilot, because of his profession, he would, you know, he would, might be in one city one night, another city another night, and, and, and would have to spend the night in a hotel until he finished his route and got back home. Well, this, this pilot was dealing with a problem of pornography. And, and, and part of it was because of his travel and he had this freedom um, and this time on his hands. But as he was dealing with it, what he would do, every night he'd, he'd get a hotel room, he would unplug his television and set it outside in the hall. Well, when the co-pilot would come by in the morning and said, why is it your television is always out in the hall? And he told him, he said, the temptation. I removed it completely, put it out in the hall, and in the morning I'll bring it back in. He said, well, why don't you just ask him for a room that doesn't have a television? He said, well, most of them do. And he said, well, ask him for a room that television is broken. But you know, what he was doing, he was setting himself what? He said, all right, I know that this is going to tempt me. I know that there's something that is going to tip me, so I'm going to remove it from my sight. Guys, we all know, and it doesn't have to be pornography, but we all know there are certain things that tempt us. Why not remove those or try to remove those so we don't have to deal with those? Set some rules. Set some limits. You remember when your kids were younger and, and they started dating? You would give them a time to be in. Why did you do that? You were setting some boundaries. You were setting some rules. And you knew that the later they stayed out, there were potential of greater things to happen. You were setting rules. You see, one of the things that Jesus is showing us here is the importance of discipline. We need to discipline ourselves in Christian life. We think, well, I can do whatever I want. Well, you can. But don't be surprised where it brings you. Another thing that we need to see is in this passage of scripture, it says, and take up his cross daily. Take up his cross daily. Now that has a lot of different meanings, but one of the meanings that I believe it makes reference to is a daily devotion to him. I was in a seminar conference, whatever you call it, Thursday morning uh, down in Fort Myers, and uh, they were talking about Bibles uh, and, and, and the Bibles that our people are reading and, and, uh, and, and different, some history of the Bible and so forth. But they were showing us that the average family has 4.5, I don't know how they do that, but 4.5 Bibles in almost every home. 4.5 Bibles in every home. But they also said that, that on the average, a family is spending five minutes, five minutes a week reading the Bible. We're spending very little time reading the Bible, but we've got a collection of them. What about reading our Bible? That is something that we have to say that's a priority because when we read our Bible and read Scripture, hopefully that is going to enlighten us. What else, what else does Scripture do? Not only enlightens us, but, but it teaches us and, and it, it brings us to where we need to be. It reminds us of the dangers in life. It also reminds us of the joys of life. 
But many times we, we, we are geared or bound to selfish interests. And, and if we're not careful, we neglect God and others because we're not having that daily devotion, taking up the cross. We need to be diligent in our devotion. Now, you know, faithful church attendance, daily prayer, Bible readings, sharing Christ with others. People say, well, you know, that's, that, that's a good goal, preacher. But you see, when we're faithful in attendance and daily in prayer and Bible reading and sharing Christ, it shows, it, it reminds us of a daily devotion to God. Those are characteristics. Those are things that shows us of that devotion to him. And then determination. Jesus said at the end of that verse, he said, and follow me. What are the characteristics what are the characteristics of a bulldog? What comes to mind when you think of a bulldog? What? Slobber, okay? That's not the one I was thinking of, but, the, it, but it's true. It's true. What else? Aggressiveness. What else? Tenacious. There's my word I was looking for. You must have heard that. Tenacious. A bulldog is one that many times never gives up, has a do-or-die attitude. It's determined. It has a tenacity. See, I can't, that's why I was hoping y'all said it, because I knew I couldn't say it. But uh, uh, it, it has, it, it's determined. What if we, as God's children, get to that point when we look at that verse and say, I'm going to follow him no matter what. You ever try to get a bone or a ball out of a dog's mouth who's determined? You can swing them around, you can go up and down with them, but they got it. They're determined that you're not getting that ball. And as soon as you turn away, what do they do? Drop the ball. But they're determined as, you, as long as you're trying to get it, they're not going to let you get it. Well, what about our determination? What about our determination for Christ? Being that determined that we are going to, to follow him. We're going to have that daily devotion. We're going to take on that battle with self and put self in its place and do what God wants us to do. You see, that's what Jesus is sharing. He said, if anyone wants to come with me, he's got to deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. But verse 24, but whoever wants to save his life, will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will save it. Do you see that? If we lose it in Christ, he is going to save it. We hold on to it ourselves and think we're doing all right. We're going to lose it. But if we allow God to have it, he will save it. Let's pray. Scripture 75, the Lord, I thank you for your word and I thank you for your message. And Lord, I just pray that we would see the importance of striving and wanting to win so that we can serve you, take on that battle of self, because we're the only one that can, and see the importance of following you in all that we do. I pray, Lord, that we would make that decision. And we would allow that discipline to come in our lives so that we would fight against that self-indulgence 